Welcome to Nutrition Grad Guide. I'm your host, Shana Sapi, a qualified nutritionist and multi-passionate entrepreneur. I created this podcast to help nutrition grads just like you navigate your way into a career and a life that you love. In each episode, I'm going to bring you interviews with experts in the nutrition and health field, exploring a range of different career pathways. We'll learn about what they do, how they got there, and their advice to help you grow a successful career as a nutritionist or a natural health professional. Thank you for tuning in. Today's guest is Laura Balderston, who is a dietitian and is working in aged care and consulting through her own business. And I'm super excited to have her here today because I feel like we can learn a lot about these different career pathways. And she is the first dietitian I've had on the podcast. So it'd be great to talk more about going down that pathway too. So thank you so much for coming in and joining me today, Laura. Thanks for having me, Shana. My pleasure. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about how you got interested in nutrition and how you got started? Yeah, so I really loved health and human development in school, in high school, and I found that my marks in that subject were completely so much higher than the other subjects that I was doing. So that was a real standout and I really loved it and enjoyed it. Um, And mum was quite healthy growing up. I was always the kid that had brown bread and no chips in my lunchbox. So I think that was, yeah, yeah, (laughs) that was me, the dorky one with the brown bread. But but, um, yeah, I think... Her, from her learning from her kind of started my passion in food and nutrition yeah. um, being in a, of Italian background as well um, I love food and I love yeah. the celebration around food as well mm-hmm. um, so it was a natural progression for me to study nutrition in uni yeah I started in food and nutrition mm-hmm. at Deakin um, which was a three-year course um, partway through the course, I realised that uh, I didn't really know how to consult people at Deakin. We didn't really have that placement aspect, which I, I kind of desired, I guess. Yeah. Um, to have, feel confident in consulting someone, I think you need to have the practical experience associated with that, yeah. which I knew dietetics would give me because that's a big part of it. Um, they do 10 weeks of clinical placement in a hospital setting. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, that was something that was in the back of my head, but I also hadn't done chemistry. Mm-hmm. I hadn't studied chemistry or biochem in school. So there was a bit of a hesitation as well towards that. Um, as I knew I'd kind of struggle. Yeah. So was there not really any of the chem or biochem in the nutrition degree originally, the one at Deakin? No. So it's an elective. Like if you want to do dietetics, then you have to do chemistry and biochem. Yeah. And they actually made it harder the year that I was going through because they wanted people to do physiology as well, like a certain number of physiology subjects. Yeah. So at that point I realised, hey, like I don't know enough here to go out into the world yet. I want to stay in uni and learn more. Um, so that's what I did. And um, I I studied some biochemistry subjects, but I mm-hmm. actually failed one of them. So that just goes to show my background in biochem is not very strong. Yeah, they're hard subjects. Like I think people often think that nutrition's easy, but there's a lot of science involved. Yeah. And it's not even sometimes related to the course either. Like the science subjects that we had to do were like, it, it was Krebs cycle and things that yeah. I don't even use now so yeah it's quite abstract for the everyday person I think and if you don't have that sort of chemistry brain it's hard to get your yeah head around it um so that's where I was at and then at that point when I'd failed uh, the math 
the biochem, mm-hmm. I went to see the one of the head of dietetics at Deakin. Yeah. And I was all excited and bubbly and keen to go see him and see what he would say to me. Yeah. So I wanted to get some like reassurance that there was still point to me keep on to me try to get into dietetics. Yeah. So like point to keep on going. Mm-hmm. Um so I went and spoke to him and I was just like, oh here's my subjects, here's my marks. I was never an A student, I'll be honest. Um, I just, I'm just not, I try and I don't get the marks that I would love to get A plus or something, but that's just not the way I'm programmed, I think. Um, So he said to me, oh, you know, dietetics, we've been doing it here for 30 years, Deacon, and, um, you know, your marks aren't quite high enough, like, don't bother applying. So rude. Yeah, so I think I walked out of there and I was pretty upset, but then I was also just like, well, I've gotten this far. Yeah. Like, people have told me in the past, don't bother doing things, but I don't really listen to them. It's good to prove them wrong. I yeah. think it's a bit of a fuel like, to get you through. It's yeah. like, well, I've gotten this far and I, I don't yeah. know what backwards or sidestep would be. So, yeah. you know, just because you're saying no doesn't mean I shouldn't try. Yeah, absolutely. That's such an important message too. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I just don't listen to people when they tell me don't do that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe it's my only child coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you showed him in the end, so yeah, he's and he, laughing now. Yeah, and he, I got in and um, yeah. there's only 50 students who are, like, taken, accepted each year at Deakin, so it is quite a small course considering, yeah. like, 300 do the Bachelor of Food and Nutrition. So, okay. yeah, it was put down a lot as well throughout the course. Um, so peop- the lecturers would just say, oh, don't do dietetics. It's it's hard to get a job and like it's really hard to get into the course. So it was put down and I think yeah. maybe that turned out to be a good thing for me that year. Yeah, <laughs> true. It worked in your favour. Yeah, it worked in my favour. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I find that so interesting that they put it down because as you said, like you don't really do the practical side of things in the original course at Deakin, like just mm. the nutrition. So it's really interesting that they sort of just like don't encourage people to go on and get that placement experience, get the deeper scientific knowledge as well. Yeah, um, I think it must just be because they're, it is hard to get a job and things like that. Yeah. But, but maybe they just want people to be informed and maybe they don't yeah. want heaps of applicants. I don't really yeah. know what it is because they can't like have the capacity for hundreds of people to go through. Yeah, And maybe true. that wouldn't make sense either because yeah. then there's, there really would be more of a struggle to get a job at the end if there were even more people doing it. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm. Speaking of the jobs available to dietitians, what doors do you think that that opens up for people? So there's obviously things like hospital placements and that sort of thing. Can you shed some light onto what else you can do with the degree? Yeah, definitely. So the the main difference, I'll just explain that between a nutritionist and a dietitian is that um, the dietitians have done like university qualifications and um, we've done that clinical placement in a hospital and also community settings as well. So we did about 10 weeks clinical placement and then yeah, some other placements there as well. So we definitely have that hospital clinical aspect to our degree. Um, learning things about cancer, diabetes, weight loss, weight gain, lots of elderly, malnutrition, things like that. So, yeah, yeah, it's a very wide range of things. We even look after people in ICU, not that I've had that experience. Wow, but yeah, Yeah, people on peg feeds, nasogastric feeds, which I haven't yeah. had a lot of experience in. But, yeah, that would be such a hard area, but also really re- rewarding as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so that's 
another interesting aspect of dietetics, but that's yep. the hospital. Um, I guess there's community dietitians, mm-hmm. like working with people in the community in different areas, um, private practice, which yep. is something that I'm working on at the moment. I'm also in the aged care as well. Yep. There's a lot of work in aged care. Um, they're the only ones that come to mind at the moment, but there is a whole range like menu development, things like that, which you're doing. Yeah. 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 yeah it's really wide and sports, Good. nutrition, there's so many, but obviously yeah. cause I'm not in those, I'm like focused on what I'm working on at the moment. Yeah. yeah. Which what you are working on sounds so interesting and I definitely want to dive deeper into those. So, um, do you want to talk a little bit about how your career progressed into where you are today working in aged care and clinical practice? Yeah, so I graduated mid-2018, yep. which sounds like ages ago now, which I like. <laughs> like, that was so long ago. <laughs> it goes quick. Yeah, it does go really quick. So yeah. the, the course at Deakin's only a year and a half for master's, which yep. but it was full-time, like, really heavy on workload and clinic hours. The hours that I was there was really long. So um, – Mid-year, I think, was a bit of a strange time to finish potentially. Like Mm -hmm. there were a few hospital jobs around and I started actually applying before I finished. So, yeah, so that was something that like someone gave to me, like the idea to do. So (laughs) I was really on to that because I was like, look, not everyone's going to be applying now. Like I'm going to make sure that I'm out there. And it's quite scary because the applications, they want so much information as well, especially for the hospital ones. They want like experience, this, that, the other. So that was quite nerve wracking. But I was lucky enough to get a few interviews to get my like interview practice going. Fantastic. Early on. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good experience but then they also wanted someone with experience yeah it's so hard because it's like how do I get experience if you won't give me that (laughs) yeah and I was like look you know what my like where I'm at at the moment you know that I've just finished uni I'm a new graduate yeah so why are you even having me here at the interview if you want people who have had experience with bariatric surgery and all these weird things that I haven't experienced because I just graduated (laughs) um so that was a bit annoying I guess but Mm. still good experience for me yeah and I think me with my stubborn Taurus nature I went out there my boyfriend's got his own business as well so I got business cards developed really like not not very expensive ones very basic ones and I've decided to go into a few doctor's clinics with mm-hmm. these business cards. And I I think I went into about five, if that. And I got a call back from a physio who was opening a allied health clinic in St Kilda. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think it started early Jan the next year, 2019. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit of a period where I was still in my um, hospital catering job and yep. menu review job so I was a bit annoyed by that that, that sounds I, like a cool job though yeah menu yeah. review I always actually worked in a hospital to get experience while yeah. I was studying because I knew that that would help me get into masters so definitely yeah so work, yeah <laughs> catering and then work your way to menu reviewing yeah okay. and you just take people's orders yeah. Yeah. So I, I pushed that back because that was my like baby experience and yeah. now I'm <laughs> out into the world. But yeah, that yeah. those being in the industry and kind of being around people who are working in it because there yeah. was a dietitian there really does help, I think. Yeah. And it probably did help me get in because it showed that I'm actually keen 
in working in like this field of food and nutrition and yeah yeah and you'd had that exposure to it so you would have an idea of what's going on and it's easy for you to build up on it it's like a stepping stone into where you wanted to be yeah definitely and I think some of the skills that I learned in the job like catering like I understand catering teams now I understand all the pressures that they have of time constraints and you have to run around and get things done. So I think, yeah, yeah, by having that experience, I'm probably a more kind, well-rounded person as a dietitian. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, we went on a tangent. (laughs) (laughs) So so back to you were practising from the clinic with the physiotherapist. Yeah, so he used to work at the GP clinic, the doctor's clinic for those of you who don't know, and um, he was getting some referrals for dietetics um, in this new clinic that he'd set up. Um, so it was half a day a week um, and it would go into the night time as well just mm-hmm. because people like the after work hours. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I would just see a whole range of people doing that. Like I think one of the first clients I had like had an eating disorder. I'm sorry if that stirs anyone up. But like I was blown away by the amount of and diverse patients there were coming yeah. to see me. It's the reality of it. Like there's a lot of it out there and yeah. 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 And she was the only one that I saw with that problem. But, um, and also I referred back to the doctor with that one because I'm not, I wasn't experienced at that point with people who need more help than I can give. So you always have to be able to refer refer back when you're not comfortable. Yeah. It's a duty of care really. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Yeah. So um, I learned a whole heap in that position and I yep. learned how to like pretty much run a business. Amazing. I don't even know if that's right or not, but I, it worked and I was getting Medicare rebates and all these things because people can get a discount with Medicare or get it um, to see a dietitian or get it even bulk billed. So I think yep. that was a big um, aspect, like enticing aspect for mm-hmm. people to come and see me because they, they didn't have to pay an out-of-pocket fee. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting and that would mm. be helpful too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. So the doctors were really good there. Mm-hmm. They kept on referring me and um yeah, it was a really really eye-opening experience, I think. And I yep. I did have people who would see me for their they get five Medicare visits mm-hmm. and then then they a few of them continued on to oh, see good. me. Yeah. That's and then fantastic. they became full fee paying and I was like, this is very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So do you recommend to anyone who is out in clinical practice that they go out and network with doctors and physios to help get referrals? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like the doctors, they always refer to dietitians. So yeah. they're the main one of the main referrers. Yeah. Um, there are out there I think and um yeah if they can continue on to being full fee paying like why not yeah absolutely <laughs> and you're helping people like that's the whole point yeah that's why mm-hmm. we're in this field really to help people exactly yeah yeah mm-hmm. nice um and how about the aged care tell us a little bit about what you do there yeah so um I'd been at um the private practice with Barry um, yep. in St Kilda for about um oh, I think it's hard to say, only a few months. But by having that experience, I became much more employable because I'm like, hey, I'm doing this. I know what I'm doing and (laughs) you should hire me basically. But even though I'd only been doing it for a few months, it gave me that edge, I think, in the interviewing process with the new company that I'm with. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I started with the aged care company and um, um, I've been there nearly a year. 
Yeah. Yeah. So That's time great. flies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they, one of the dietitians left there and then I got her whole workload, which is like 14 different aged care sites. Fantastic. Yeah. So I was thrown in the deep end. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, going from private practice half a day a week to looking after 14 aged care homes was a bit of a jump. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> great way to learn. Just be thrown right in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. um so yeah like and looking after the elderly like it's it's a full-on job like you'll mm. get referred and you'll be speaking to the nurses and things to get information if the patient can't speak to you due to dementia and things like that so as with any job we have some constraints and difficulties that we have to work with but yeah it's still about this there's still a patient that need our care and that's what I'm here to do, like make sure that they're well nourished and supported and um, getting all the nutrition that they need. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. And yeah. so what does it look like the days that you're working there? So are you in consults between the actual elderly and then with the nurses or yeah. is it structured? Yeah, so yeah. obviously they're all different places. So mm-hmm. I do spend a bit of time driving from site to site. But yeah. at the moment, how I've got it structured is that I only really have one site per day. Oh, great. Um, and sometimes I have afternoons a bit free to do admin work. Um, Yeah. So I'll have a referral list of people who have usually lost weight because they're elderly and they've got poor appetites. Um, They don't really want to eat and they don't see the point and, or maybe they've got dementia and they're forgetting that they need to eat or, yeah. yeah, Or it's even worse than that, that they're just spitting the food out. Yeah. It does get fairly bad. And I guess in that perspective it just is about comfort measures because there's the whole aged care standards now where it's resident choice so if they don't want to eat then they don't have to eat basically okay yeah so that's a big movement at the moment yeah um yeah so we just need to make sure that they've been offered foods and different foods so that's where I come in suggesting hey let's try sustagen or um, look, they're refusing the sustagen. Let's try something else. Let's try yeah. some cheese and biscuits. It's usually nourishing options for them. Yeah, yeah. whatever you can get in and keep their energy intake up. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop them from losing weight because yeah. that's what we want to prevent in aged care. Yeah. yeah. So it's a different area to what we would normally see ourselves doing of helping people maintain their weight. Yeah. It's sort of the opposite. Yeah, or a lot of weight loss lots of people come to nutritionists and dietitians about. So, yeah, it really is the opposite. Yeah, it's yeah. quite funny. Where's the milkshakes yeah. and the chocolate <laughs> yeah. and whatever they want, basically. Yeah. It's almost contradictory in ways, isn't it? It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've gotten so used to it now that it's just yeah. second nature. But yeah. another aspect of this job is there's a lot of other activities that I've done as well. So mm-hmm. I've had to do presentations for Australian Super, yeah, um, which I found really, really great and exciting. Yeah. So like they threw me into that as well. Amazing. And I've done like a handful of them and it's really improved my presentation skills because yeah. I want to give an engaging presentation. Yeah. <laughs> um, even though I was quite shy in uni, to be mm-hmm. honest, like I hated presentations, but now, yeah. now I feel like I can get up there and do it. That's like, great. You kind of just have to do it, you know? Yeah. You're getting, so true. yeah, you've just thrown into it. So just yeah sink or swim <laughs> yeah, it seems like a common theme like I'm I myself hated presentations in uni now I love them yeah and a lot of people I've spoken to say the same um, and I think it is such an important skill in our field particularly mm. and it's a great way to get yourself out there and like you're building up your own client base now that you're in clinic as well so it's a good way to get in front of people and educate 
Totally, yeah. yeah. I think people get a lot out of it and yeah. it, it is scary because you, you have to answer things on the spot and you need to yeah. know what you're talking about as well. But yeah. I think the presentations that I've had to do have been like quite general healthy eating or yeah. allergies and intolerances, which I feel like we know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which helps. It's not some abstract concept that we're like still learning ourselves. It's things that we actually know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've also had to do a cooking class as well for a drug and alcohol facility. So I was so doing cool. that for nearly a year as well. Um, yeah. I think cooking in front of people and um, cutting food up while you're talking is a lot harder than it yeah. seems on TV. <laughs> they make it look so easy. They do. You're yeah. like, you kind of stop and you're like, oh shit, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> it would teach you good skills though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Next level multitasking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> do some cooking demos. Yeah, totally. So do you found, did you find you learned a lot while you were doing that? Like, was that a really good experience and would you recommend that to people as well yeah like I think it, it was a bit of a scary experience to start with yeah. I, I think I tend to get a bit nervous with new things but definitely I became a lot more confident mm -hmm. um, going into it and I knew how to engage the audience even though they were a really difficult audience to engage I think mm -hmm. I learned presentation skills again um, yeah so I think I gave all that I could to that particular class I think it, it was really challenging at times because um, people sometimes would be coloring at, during it <laughs> and I was just like oh my god what is going on here <laughs> be almost like disheartening be like are you even listening to me yeah that was the worst one I'll always remember yeah. that but that was the only bad one but like look they are they're recover they're detoxing so yeah. the level of engagement is like going to vary drastically because they're yeah. there for like a month or so yeah so that was a really interesting aspect to my yeah, yeah experience so far which I probably didn't know much about to be honest yeah prior so to interesting it. yeah wow yeah. <laughs> um and so now you are practicing from a new space do you want to tell us about that yeah so about a month ago I got in touch with this is life wellness clinic yeah which is in Elwood which it's a stunning space it's really light filled and um nice smells one of my clients said each room has a different smell and I was like does it oh. <laughs> do you have like diffusing yeah diffusers? Diffusers. Yeah, okay. yeah 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 so check it out if you're in the area pop in um they're really nice there and it's not intimidating yeah. at all it's a really friendly warm space so yeah, yeah I definitely recommend coming in um so I'm renting the room there mm -hmm. half a day a week yeah um in the afternoons and um I'm just in the process of um marketing myself getting marketing materials business cards pamphlets yeah talking to gps so i'm back in this space again yeah, <laughs> building up those relationships again and yeah, yeah yeah definitely it feels like i'm starting from scratch because obviously i haven't been in private practice for nearly a year so yeah. um and i'm on my own basically like I don't have that support of that physio that was kind of helping me out. So yeah. now I know what it's like starting from scratch and mm -hmm. it's hard. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was like, oh yeah, I'll have people in like in no time. But yeah. Unless you do the work, you're not going to have patience basically. Yeah, you get out what you put in. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. It's a learning curve. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so what are you doing to try and build up your client base? Do you have any tips that have worked for you so far? Yeah, so I'm promoting more on Instagram. I think I was yep. a bit slack with my Instagram posting, but um, it's definitely a great space for this 
these um, nutrition topics. Yep. People want it, but they just don't know where to find it, I think. Yeah. Um, and they also didn't really um, relate to the diet, like Laura dietitian name that I had. So yep. I've recently changed it to Laura Food Coach. Yeah. Because I think that really explains what we do rather mm-hmm. than diet ition what is that like? yeah it's like no I'm not putting you on a diet I'm teaching you how to eat healthy yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'm gonna coach you through it yeah like, it's gonna be like a process we do together not this like yeah. here's your information see you later yeah it is a like supportive like that's we're nurturers like yeah. we want to nurture people <laughs> 100%. <laughs> that's yeah. what nutrition is yeah mm. definitely cool so posting on instagram and you're back networking with doctors and everything yeah and yeah. yeah so organizing meetups with the doctors yeah. which is quite nerve-wracking as well but it's definitely worth it yeah. as we mentioned before yeah they're yeah. big referrers there um, for diabetes weight loss anything like that maybe someone who's had cancer yeah Mm. yeah cool yeah so there's a like there's so many fields and that I can promote in but it's just about um figuring out um where to start I guess yeah yeah because it's a really new thing that I've started in the (laughs) last month or so so I'm still navigating the space I think (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's cool and it's good that you have the balance of the two so you've got that building up in the background while you're still working in the aged care and getting all the other experience as well yeah definitely it's good to have some balance and um some um, income still coming in, I guess, yeah, to support all, the, all of the things that I need to pay for to set the business up a bit better, Yeah, like websites and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, so what skills would you recommend people have if they wanted to go down similar career paths as you have? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think you need to be determined Yeah, because they, you're going to hit rocks and you need to be able to um, – get over them and get through them so you need to have a bit of determination Mm -hmm. um and you need to have a bit of a thick skin probably as well because things aren't always going to work the way you want yeah Mm, yeah yeah, and they're not it's not as easy as you think either yeah it's so true like we are in a hard field that's the reality of it it's not to say it's impossible but it does take resilience yeah yeah yeah. and thinking outside the box as well so like I think me with my business cards idea not everyone would do that so if you're just relying on the jobs that are coming on seek every time it's quite depressing it's quite boring and then hey maybe I don't want to be in this space anymore you know so you need to really think outside the box there's probably other ideas that are even more unique than what I've done yeah but I think you need to be a bit bold and um go out out there there. (laughs) yeah get it stop waiting behind the computer (laughs) that is such good advice yeah like things aren't just gonna find us we need to put ourselves in front of people it's so depressing just waiting for a job to come up on like seek yeah it's just not gonna happen yeah and then look there's gonna be like maybe 30 people competing against you so yeah that's really not good odds <laughs> yeah so if you can get on the front foot and like go out there and find people that's yeah, yeah that's like good. the yeah. my first position I wouldn't have had any competition because I went yeah. out there and found it so that yeah. really helps because otherwise someone who's done a podcast might get yeah. picked over you because yeah. you haven't done that yet <laughs> you know yeah it could be the littlest thing yeah 
No, mm. I think it's good. And like I know even when we're hiring here, if I'm ever helping in that process, I'm always looking for the people who show initiative. Mm. Like it's always those ones who send that extra email to follow up or really put effort into the cover letter rather than it being just a generic thing or the ones who reach out being like, do you have any positions even when we're not advertising? Yeah, They're totally. always the standouts. So Yeah, so the important. other tips that I learned on that was actually yeah. call call and ask a few questions and because yep. they apparently write your name down at the hospitals yeah okay. if you're calling up and asking about it so yeah Great definitely too. do that yeah, yeah yeah amazing and would you ever consider going down the hospital path um that's a good question too um I think the aged care feels quite similar to the hospital yeah I do like the excitement a hospital would bring yeah but I think I found clinical placement quite tricky Mm -hmm. um I found it quite fast paced but obviously that was because I was still learning yeah um but I think I prefer preventative nutrition care rather than helping someone when they're actually sick and like not great at all yeah I think I'd rather like be out there in the community like helping with body image and like healthy eating and like nourishing our bodies and all of those things to prevent illness because I think once someone's sick it's going to be pretty challenging to get them back on track especially when they're in a hospital bed and they're not feeling well and you only have like five minutes to see them like it's just not the way that change is going to happen I don't think yeah and Mm. if you can avoid them ever getting to that point of being in the hospital bed then even better yeah I don't think it's for me yeah (laughs) at this stage it's not for me yeah totally understandable so on that note what is your vision and like what are you working towards what would you love to do with your dietetics degree Mm, this is another good question (laughs) um I don't really have like a specific goal but I think I do want to speak to people like like a large group of people yeah um recently I've been considering um body image in schools and things like that because I think there's a really good space for that Yeah. yeah a few of my like clients that have come to see me recently have been young girls struggling with body image yeah um and things like that so I think that would be a really good space to like work in and I think I would relate to them quite well yeah yeah Yeah. so that's something that I'm considering but I think it's sort of an ongoing process of where I want to see myself because there's so many areas that we can be in yeah um yeah and I just love like being in a nice space with the clinic as well like I'd love to see people one-on-one and um do a private practice and do like really cool um talks and things where people get a show bag and like fun things like that I think that I would really love doing that sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds so cool. And Mm. I think you touched on something really good there because we do have so many opportunities Mm. available and it's like we don't have to box ourselves in on one particular thing because you never know what can come next or what you might think of that's new and innovative and fun. Mm. So I think that's really cool, leaving your options open and just seeing how you go and what comes up. Yeah, exactly. Like I think you need to take the first step and get some experience and find out what you do and don't like. Yeah. That's really important because you can't like we're not going to be awesome and doing the best job ever like first straight out of uni. Yeah, you need to practice you and have learn to on start the job. somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. it might not be your dream job, but yeah. at least you're going to learn skills that develop you into the person that you want to be like. Exactly, and right. the practitioner you want to be like. Yeah, mm. that's so true. And also, clarity comes from action. So we can't just sit back and wait for something. If we go out there and we're taking action, we're going to learn what we do want, what we don't want, and where to go next. So, yeah, definitely. I think yeah. starting is the first step <laughs> you <Yep>. just start <laughs> somewhere say yes yeah so important. we can't be too picky yeah 
so really true. can't. Yeah. <laughs> no, can't afford to be no. picky <laughs> in this industry. No. <laughs> um, cool. So what would you say a mindset shift that you think is necessary for someone who does want to be successful in this career? Um, it's not going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> Even like, I think even I have that mindset sometimes like, oh, I'm going to start private practice. It'll be easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, honey, it won't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. I guess it's that mindset of like resilience and knowing that it's not going to be easy, but you can do it if you try. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's still worth a shot, you know? Yeah. You Absolutely. never know until you try, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm full of inspirational <laughs> quotes and I didn't even realise. Yeah. <laughs> so many good ones. <laughs> um, and what does success mean to you? Ooh. I think getting up in the morning and you're really excited to go to work. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And maybe staying back because you like so enthralled in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, Loving what you do. Yeah. Love what you do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. It's a good definition of success. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I, I think a big one for me is like feeling like I'm helping people and feeling like they're getting results and achieving their goals. I think that's yeah. something that's really special to me because I think I I just feel great when I'm I'm helping people, I think, and um, yeah. helping them, yeah, live better lives. Yeah. Mm. 100%. On that note, mm. um, we're in the business of helping other people, but how important is it for you to prioritise your health and look after yourself as well? It's so important. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think often we go through changes in things that kind of shift our focus as well. Mm. Like I've recently moved in with the boyfriend and um, we were living in a smaller place and now we moved again into a bigger place and all these distractions do impact um, your life and yeah. your ability to look after yourself. Yeah. So probably for a little while, and I was also living with my grandma for a bit because my parents moved away. Yeah. So all of those disruptions impacted my ability to look after myself, I think, yeah. and ability to keep in a routine probably. Yeah, and have that time for yourself to really yeah, yeah. take care of what you need yeah my yeah. routine wasn't good for a while yeah but like that's okay and I'm yeah. back on track now and I'm going to f45 I didn't yeah. go to f45 before I used to just go to gym but um yeah. I get up for the morning class and I'm there yeah. I'm ready to go and yeah. I'm really enjoying being back in that routine which is fairly new for me yeah um, over the past like year or so yeah um, yeah so things like that we need we really need to look after ourselves and prioritize like cooking and yeah. um, buy groceries as boring as it is yeah <laughs> gotta every, walk out every talk. week yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are we gonna cook this week yeah. what, are, what are our snacks gonna be it is a process and it, it and that's not easy either I think mm. it is easy to be like oh I'm just gonna go out with friends and do whatever and then yeah oh shit I don't have any food yeah so where are my vegetables yeah yeah so yeah. like I think it's a constant thing that you need to be aware of like yeah. do I have healthy snacks in the house yeah if not well let's go buy some like it, it's this constant thing that we need to keep on top of because otherwise yeah. it's just not going to happen yeah so true so if you could recommend one book for every listener to read what would it be and why there's one that I remember that was like the first book that I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Or oh, there's a few yeah. actually, mm -hmm. but there's one called Success Takes Character. Oh yeah. 
Um, I can't remember the author's name, but it's to do with property actually. But okay. um, yeah, I got a lot out of it for some reason. Yeah. I'd suggest that one. Yeah. Then there's also like Eckhart Tolle, like Power of Now, if you're into the consciousness stuff. But I think um, if you're not ready for that, it might be a bit too intense for you. Yeah. You really have to concentrate because he's writing is very um descriptive i think yeah have you read that one i have i yeah. love it but yeah. i know what you mean because there's other people i've recommended it to and it just went over their head they're yeah. like i can't i don't get it can't like i can't read this yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> quite tricky yeah um, i love it though it's such a good book they're the only ones that i can think of right now yeah, they're good. <laughs> there's probably so many others yeah yeah there's so many good books out there to read but i'll find the author of that one what did you say it was success takes character yeah and that'll mm. be in the show notes on the website for anyone who wants to follow that up and have a read <laughs> it's kind of fitting with this as well <laughs> yeah absolutely because we are talking a lot about like what it does take to be successful and how you do have to have that resilience and keep going and mm. hopefully it has some great tips in there too which I'm yeah. sure it does it does <laughs> yeah <laughs> amazing so um do you have any parting words of advice for the listeners before we wrap up today um I think we've sort of covered it so it's going to be like a bit of a summary but I think um, start somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that enough. That's actually such a good one. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the most one of the most important things. We need to start yeah. somewhere, and we yeah. need to take the experience that gets offered to us. Yeah, especially when we're a new graduate. Um, but I think saying yes to things is never going to be a bad thing if yeah. it's going to support your career and make you grow as a person. Yeah. Um, we only become better from trying things exactly. and learning and developing and all of those sort of skills that we get from having a job and learning things, I guess. Yeah. Um, support each other, I think, is a good one. Yes. I think we need to be yeah. more supportive of each other. 100%. And probably reach out to each other more. I probably didn't do that enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of support to be gained by like encouraging each other. And I yeah. think we need to be more community based rather than like whatever the other opposite is, like taking each other down. Yeah. We're all trying to do our best. Yeah. We're not perfect. Yeah. But look, I, we don't claim to be perfect. Yeah. No one's perfect. No. And yeah. no, we're not going to be. And I know yeah. nutrition's evidence based. Yeah. Yes. Let's appreciate that. Yep. But it doesn't mean that we're going to be um, referencing everything with a scientific journal and um, yeah. spending. It's changing. Okay. <laughs> it's always changing anyway. It is, yeah. yeah. But I'm not the person who's going to be spending three hours looking up scientific journals yeah. just to like um, – reference my Instagram posts. So yeah. It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Or to tell someone something that's common sense, like eat your vegetables. It's like you don't need to find no, the research for that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't have to be that complicated either. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's one of the main things as well. Yeah. Just support yeah. each other a bit more. Be yeah. kind. Yes. I like that. And that's yeah. part of the reason I did start this podcast too, because I want to build that sense of community between everybody because we can get so much further when we work together rather than bringing each other down. And like you mentioned, we all are trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to help people. Mm. And the way we can impact more people is if we band together and support each other. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. that will actually grow the profession as well. Like, Absolutely. There's a lot of growth that could be done. Yeah. We're only in like, I feel like the baby stages, the infancy of nutrition, food and nutrition. Yeah. There's so many areas in it. You're Definitely. not competing. Yeah, absolutely. 
That actually made me remember something I wanted to ask you about. Um, I remember in one of our past conversations, we've talked about how dietitians have to have a mentor when they finish uni. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because I think that's such an important and cool thing. And I wish we had that as nutritionists too. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So after we um, graduate, mm-hmm. um, they we need to have a mentor for a year. Yeah. And that involves like one hour phone call or catch ups. Yep. Um, and it's once a month for 12 months. Yeah. Um, I've just completed mine, which is awesome. But yep. it really does help when you're really like lost and new and trying to navigate your way and you've got all these questions. So, yeah, yeah you need to find someone who's hopefully – or it doesn't matter if they're in your field or not. Yeah. But um, I did pick a lady who was in private practice and I think that, that really helped. And she's still around if I need to contact her and things like that. So, um, yeah, you just go through questions and case studies and it gives you that support that you need. Um, yeah, now that I've wrapped up with it, like – you do sort of miss it, I guess. Like there yeah. are probably questions that I have that I probably should ask someone yeah. <laughs> for support and stuff. But it yeah. is really helpful for support. And, yeah, she was really encouraging. She'd always be like, Laura, you're going to do great when I left. Yeah. So I think that really helped, especially in the early days. She's like mm-hmm. she could see the potential, even though some of my like lectures and um, clinical educators might have been a bit more judgmental. Yeah. Um, she was that like – support like you've got this which is awesome to have yeah so good Mm. is that something you would recommend to people if like obviously if it's not mandatory for us as nutritionists or um, anyone who has finished their year like you have Mm. would you recommend seeking out a mentor yeah totally I think it would be really beneficial like most and maybe make it easy for them I've been listening to a few podcasts who say if you're going to touch out to reach out to someone yeah make it easy for them like you know say, can I take you out for a coffee, like in your area, you know, yeah, um, that they're going to be much more receptive to something like that than like, if you make it really hard for them, because they may be busy and they may not have much time. Yeah. So yeah, I think definitely reach out, call or email or whatever you think would, would work. Um, But yeah, I think it would be really beneficial because they've got the experience and skills and they know what it's required to set up a business and all those things that are involved. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives you that support and, and encouragement. Yeah. And you can learn from someone who is that step ahead and can help bring you up to that level too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> cool. Um, so where can the listeners find you? So my Instagram is laura.food.coach, yep. which I recently changed. Yeah. Come find me. I'm I'm working on a website. I don't have a website yet, but I will let you know. Yeah, I'll add that to the show notes as soon as that's yeah, ready. Find me on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> Definitely a journey to follow and see as you progress and grow up your clientele and as you continue working and helping the elderly as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm posting a lot more now, so I wanna really like connect with everyone and yeah. Um yeah do as much as I can. Yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining me here today and sharing your knowledge and experience. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I feel like I gained so much valuable insight and advice from it and I hope you agree. If you did enjoy this episode, please leave me a review and tell me what you think. I would love to hear your feedback. Do you know anyone else that this episode can benefit? I would be so grateful if you share it with them. That way, they too can benefit from all of the insight that we covered today. Your support means so much to me, and together we can help even more people build a career and a life that they love. Thank you for being here. 
Until next time, keep making your dreams a reality. Mm-hmm.